Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You have apologized to me many, many times. This all is to me, not that I don't want you to like also be like, I'm sorry, but this to me is so much better and greater and like, I don't give a fuck if you ever say you're sorry if you do these things. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. I, I got to say, I'm a little bit proud of us. I, number one, because we're here recording. So I'm proud of that. Okay. <laughs> and number two, that we're actually, this was supposed to be part of the communications episode. It didn't make it. And how often do we say, okay, we'll get to that next time or whatever. It never happens, right? Mm-hmm. And here we are. We did it. <laughs> yeah, well, this is one I couldn't let slide. Yeah, I I had a feeling. Yeah, this was not going away. Not just because of our, not just because of us, but because I know it is such an important topic for so many people, and it's not something I think that gets discussed enough. So, I knew this was something that, like, as far as communication goes and everything, when we did that episode, I was like, you cannot have communication episodes and not speak about apologies, right? Yeah, and when I was doing a little bit of research about this and everything, I was finding so many other things, not just about relationship apologizing, and but our daily, we don't even think about, like, mm-hmm. how much do we say I'm sorry every day for, like, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get to that stuff later. But it, it was just interesting to, you know, find researching about apologies of all things. Like, it was mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? I know, something that seems like it should be so simple. Right. But. Or, or on the other end, so like such an intense thing that can like break up marriages or ruin friendships or ruin family. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's, like it's two ends of the spectrum on just something called an apology, right? You know, and it, well, what I was saying was, it, it seems like it should be simple. It does not mean it by any means is simple because it is not. Yeah, I guess depending on what is behind the apology, that right. Well, I, yes, but I would imagine also that most people would say more than anything else that it's a struggle to get an apology from people, whether it's friends or Mm -hmm. parents or, you know, partners or whatever. It's not easy. What are you pulling up? Polls or something? Yeah, but I won't do them yet, but I'm going to pull them up. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else you wanted to put out there before we go into this? Anything about the Beyond Permission? Yeah, or, no, I yeah. just, last night was the last, uh, that's another reason I should be proud that I'm here right now. Last night was the last night of uh, my first workshop with <clears throat> Leah and some fabulous women who joined um, the Beyond Permission workshop. And yeah, we've been planning this for like two, two and a half months. It was more work than I ever could have anticipated. Um and, you know, you don't know going into something like this. This is brand new for me. This was the first workshop I've ever done. But I knew that 
after the letting your freak flag fly episode, actually even before that, I knew like I I need to be responsible for making spaces like this for women. Um, and I approached Leah, who to me is like the most comforting, wonderful, embracing, not only human being, but sex and intimacy coach. Um, because, you know, I'm not an expert, even though I have spoken to hundreds of experts and everything. Um, and what resulted from this and the women who were there, first of all, we let them know it was our first time, too. We were doing something really vulnerable and they were doing something really vulnerable, vulnerable. And um, it was it was just incredible. Yeah. Um, Honestly, and, look, yeah, I'm I'm blown away and like really proud of you for doing this yeah. thing. But. I'm so happy that it's over now <laughs> just for my own and your own sanity. Look for now, like I want this to happen again. I loved it. I love that you did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, know. it was a time suck. Oh my God. Yeah. That's all you were doing. Well, and it was a time suck, not knowing what the result would be. And that's right. really scary. Well, it was a learning curve. I mean, this is the, this, this was a first and mm-hmm. you know, we got find your way, you know, what works, what doesn't, what, how do we do, you know, how do you do it the right way? All that stuff. Uh, but but it happened, you know. You made it happen. Yeah, know? and those three nights, those three evenings were beyond my expectations. They were just so wonderful, and um, and I think what I was hoping to accomplish was certainly accomplished. Well, it sounded like it from where I was sitting on the couch. <laughs> I was wondering how much you were eavesdropping. A little bit. I yeah. would. I was trying to. I could hear you sometimes, and I was like, "Is he like listening in? I don't know." Did you hear me like pausing when I was watching? No. I just heard you like kind of like putzing around and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Walking, sneaking up to the door. and mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, it was wonderful. Um, I am excited to do it again um, in a couple months. I, you know, mm-hmm. take a little breather. It will obviously be more streamlined next time going into it because now we have the foundation for it all. But mm-hmm. um, t- these women were, first of all, so courageous to come because it is still like a stigmatized thing. And I think a lot of women wanted to come and were sort of like, I don't know why I need a space like this or I, you know, like or maybe they knew that they needed a space like this, but they didn't want their families to know, you know, like it's still a stigmatized thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and the way that women opened up throughout the weekend, you know, first, most cameras were off and not many people were participating in the conversation by the end. A hundred percent of people had their cameras on and everybody was like super into it. Oh, that's interesting. And then we had a party after like a VIP party because we have VIPs. And when I tell you it was a blast, I loved it. And Mm. it was everything I hoped for. So awesome. um, Yes. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. So this was part of the communications episode, right? So it's part of communicating is apologizing. Mm hmm. Sorry. Do you think it's a good thing that we're focusing on this now for a solo episode for this topic? Like, do you think it needs its own yes. explanations and discussion? And Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I think we, like we say with everything, we could do a whole series on right. it. And, um, and I think that it is a much, it holds a lot more weight in relationships. Not, again, not just partnerships, friendships, um, parent-child relationships and everything. Then we kind of give it credit for and um and so yes i think it is something to really really look into and break down and see number one why do why do we have so much trouble apologizing um are we teaching our kids how to apologize Mm -hmm. uh you know in the next generation why do women apologize so much more often than men and um what does a real apology actually look like Mm -hmm. 
So, um, and one of the interesting things was when I, when Mia was getting ready to go to college, you know, because she's had so many struggles and everything, I was doing a lot of research about, okay, what does she really need to know before she goes to college, right? And you think it's going to be like how to change a flat tire and, and, and all that stuff's in there, how to cook a meal, how to this, how to that. And, you know, but on most of the lists at the top was how to apologize. And I don't know how many young middle-aged old humans know how to really do that yeah i mean it makes sense i mean when you're going off to college you know it's nice to know how to change a flat tire or it's nice to know how to cook for yourself or it's you know nice for all those things right but I, I think more importantly it's how do you interact socially when you're on your own for the first time right right and and that's at near the top of the list you know right and also listen you're about to be in college you're gonna fuck up and are you prepared to like... Wait, so you're not supposed to fuck up after college? Is that mm. what you're saying? I'm saying it's <laughs> inevitable sometimes, you know, in your teenage years, you are going to fuck up. Mm. And so, you know, are you going to be able to sort of like rectify, you know, and take ownership in your role, okay. in whatever it is? Well, don't worry. I had a whole talk with her before she left. Mm. about how to apologize properly mm. when's mm -hmm. the right time to do it mm -hmm. and so we went through the whole thing mm -hmm. that she's set don't worry mm. mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure all right so where do you want to start like do you want to go to childhood do you want to start with us do you want to start now like what were you thinking well oh, wait, should yeah. I have you make this decision <laughs> <laughs> no i i think that a lot of kids, and that's why I wanted to bring up the polls, and I will pull them up because I asked a lot of this. Like, you know, uh, how often as a kid do you hear apologies, whether it's your parents apologizing to each other, right? Because a lot of couples feel like they need to fight and take care of all that stuff away from the kids. We do not. <laughs> I mean, we sometimes do. We sometimes don't. You know, like there's just times when – we are fighting and the kids come in and they're like, what's going on? And we're like, look, this is happening now. It will be okay. But, you know, but I don't know. That, I mean, I don't know that they really hear us apologize. Well, part of this whole thing about apologizing too is like, you know, Ian, for example, he apologizes a thousand times a day. Mm. I take none of it seriously. It doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, just maybe it means a little bit to him, but there's no retro action you know on his part about fixing the situation whatever it was right mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm sorry and then it's gone mm -hmm. like it's done so he knows how to apologize i don't know if he knows what it means to apologize well no he knows how to say i'm sorry right he doesn't that's what i was know, trying to yeah, say the art of apology is something that i think is like a skill it's a just like anything else it is a real skill and it has layers and it has steps and it's not something that you just know how to do naturally. And like anything else with communication, we need to work at it. Mm -hmm. uh, we thing, as a collective we. Yes. Now, one thing that I've learned recently is everything has lots of layers. Mm -hmm. And I've never understood that before. Mm -hmm. You haven't <laughs> well, seen Shrek enough. Uh, no, I haven't. With Donkey. No, I don't even know. He has layers. You know, like everyone has layers to them and whatever. Right. It's um, Yeah. But... The thing I do think more naturally happens for girls because, you know, we all know, I think we all know that women apologize far more often than men. Um, I have a study about that. Yeah, me too. Probably <laughs> the same fucking study. It's probably been one done. Um, but 
that when, look, when girls are younger, you know, and we are so social, right? We, um, we stay up late into the night at slumber parties talking about things. We, um, you know, share secrets. We share other people's secrets, which probably shouldn't be done. You know, all the things that, that young girls do. But part of the messiness of being a teenage girl is um, is apologizing, right? Like, you know. Well, it's boys too, but it's different. Yeah, it's, it's oh, you hit him? Say you're sorry. You well, know? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, an apology for a young male, you know, from my experiences is, you know, you fight it out or you shove each other or and it lasts a minute and a half and now you're friends again. Mm. You know, that's what it is. Whatever the situation is, look, obviously, you know, there could be worse that, you know, things that can end a friendship or there's bad situations, but normalizing it, you know, if you get into something with a friend, you you figure it out in in 2 minutes and then you're friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's over. Mm-hmm. There's no deep conversation. There's no like mm-hmm. you, you punch each other on the arm or you shove each other or whatever. And sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. And let's go get some pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, no, it's not that easy with girls. I think, though, isn't it? But correct me if I'm wrong, because I do not know. I feel like at that age, at those preteen teen years, girls have a hell of a lot more to apologize for than boys do. Like you were just saying, you're like talking about other people and their secrets and like, you know, you're, you know, you're you're infringing on things that I think boys don't do at that age. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe you stole a girlfriend or maybe, uh, I don't know, whatever, you know, whatever the situation is like for boys, it's kind of like it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. There's not so many layers, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Girls definitely Look, we make ourselves more vulnerable and everything way when we're very young. Well, you mature quicker, so I think. No, more, that's not that. No, that's wrong. Well, I, I don't. Yeah, no, no. Okay, no. I was saying that as a blanket statement. Maybe I shouldn't have. Well, that's just what it's I not that we mature. Know. It's not. It's not that we. From all the research I've done and the people I've spoken to, is that it's not that we mature. You know, sooner, yes, and maybe we go into puberty sooner or whatever. But it's that our the expectations for us are higher earlier. Okay, I, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it makes sense also to me that it seems like girls mature quicker than because boys. we don't have a choice. But well, no, to- they no physically. I mean, they they grow earlier they you know yes yes physically a lot of times but not all girls i mean it's it's, it's listen, just like some boys all, no, this is not an all you know right generalizing but, it seems across the board generally that's the way it is girls are expected to take on responsibilities and roles and emotional um you know emotional weight earlier than okay. boys are that what happens is we div- we ma- maybe mature faster, but it's not, again, a biological thing. It is a societally imposed expectations kind of thing. Okay. You know more than me. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Um, I have a feeling there's some kind of biology in there. Well, you might want to research yeah, that before I'm, you put it out there. Listen, I'm. This I is my new thing that I'm going to say to you when I you say know. things like that. I'm going to say when you have done the research. Yeah. Then you can put that out there. I I will retract that 
I will research it and get back to you. There you go. How's that? There you go. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> but, but if you look at, you know, if you look at it from a, a sociological point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way. I was just saying. Well, and I this thought. isn't me. I mean, this is me after, you know, my research and my conversations mm-hmm. with experts I've interviewed on the podcast and everything that. A lot of it is that we say girls mature faster than boys, but a lot of that has to do with mm-hmm. the fact that the expectations from when we're younger are are broader, you know, and and deeper. Mm-hmm. So, yes. okay, mm-hmm. all right. Wait, so back to apologizing <laughs> after all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wh- where where were we going with that? were we trying to get back we're talking about our kids are we trying to go back to our childhood no we just we don't really ever learn the art of apology anywhere um well did you i mean did did you grow up hearing apologies in your household did you i was trying to think about that i I I mean it's hidden right i mean our kids don't see us apologizing do they i mean it's more of a not that we hide it but it just doesn't happen when they're around for the most part Except for the the little thing, you know, sorry, I didn't make the coffee, you know, like that kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think maybe it happened, but you weren't taught or I wasn't taught. We're not taught if it's not done out in the open with our parents or something like that. Well, I think more than that, because kids are kids and they're sort of in this um, automatic kind of inferior position, I don't think kids hear it a lot. From anywhere else, like, you know, parents, teachers, coaches, whoever their older influences and role models are in their life, you know, kids by nature of just being younger and less experienced, I think aren't hearing apologies because like, I don't know, many people apologize to kids. Okay, so you mean apologizing to a child? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, well, I'm not going to apologize to an eight-year-old. Like, right, right. And I'm not saying I mean, nobody does it, but I do think that there's this idea of you need to, first of all, know that it's okay to do that, right? And you're only learning that by what other people do. Um, and <laughs> also that, number two, that you're deserving of apologies, Right, that you want to be in relationships and in situations where, when people are wrong, you are you feel valued enough that you deserve an authentic apology. And number three, that you want to see the steps of what it actually looks like. Mm -hmm. And when the people in your life say things like "Um, "I'm sorry you feel that way" or you know. I'm sorry that that's how you interpreted this or I'm sorry that I have to do this. But, um, you know, like as far as punishments go, I'm sorry, I have to mm-hmm. give you detention. I'm sorry, I have to this. And, and they might be genuinely saying, I'm so, you know, but but it's it's there's a lot of gray areas and everything rather than what an actual genuine apology looks like. Yeah, and I think it's hard for a child to understand too. Like when's the right time to say you're sorry? How are you supposed mm-hmm. to feel when you're doing it? What do you do it for this situation or not? Like do you, I think it's too like how do you teach a child? This is just it's too overwhelming, I think. Well, because it feels overwhelming to us. If it wasn't so overwhelming well, to, to us. Well, to an 8-year-old or 7-year-old brain too, which isn't, you know, fully formally or formally fully developed. Like I don't know if they can process properly apologizing yeah maybe i don't know 
But again, I could research that <laughs> and find out and not just talk shit. Well, and it's something, if it's something that they're hearing consistently over time. Yeah, but then it's like they start apologizing for everything. Like, is everything an apology? No, no, no. Okay. I don't think so. I just think it's like when you're supposed to hear it, you hear it. When mm-hmm. you're supposed to do it, you do it. And, and you start to pick up more on. Well, that's, that's supposed is the gray area, I think, for a child. Mm-hmm. supposed to like when when you're no supposed it's for to. an adult too fuck child it's not just a child it's adults no i know we were talking kids so i was talking oh okay kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right let's take a break and we'll be right back hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com all right so what do you think about as far as we're concerned <laughs> you know maybe we'll, let's skip that and we'll go to the next <laughs> no but what what role do you think apology has played in our or lack thereof in our relationship mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead being nice <laughs> <laughs> no i i think that over the years um Look, I associate apologizing with being vulnerable, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're when you're apologizing to someone, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. You're basically you're you're giving them, you're literally saying to them, in this situation, you kind of um not hold more weight, but you know, I No, you're saying I'm wrong. Yeah, like I fucked up and it's a lot of vulnerability in that. Yeah, and I think the two of us, we've always been very like stubborn and defensive people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been a put a hinder on our ability to apologize and realize like we're wrong in the situation, and it's been a struggle. I think on both of our parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I do. Th- you know, I I think that. Um, Look, first of all, there's the there's that the the idea of women and men, right? And how they apologize differently and how often we apologize and everything. And that's a big thing too in heterosexual relationships because um and I'm sure the same study that you saw is maybe the same study that I saw, which is that it's not that men um apologize less when they think they're wrong correct yes it's It's that they think of course (laughs) because there's probably been like three studies on this it's that men think they're wrong less often than women do yes correct yeah yeah right so right so we often think that we are at fault and so we apologize um men don't do it as often it doesn't mean that that, you know, they are walking around thinking that they're wrong. They're not. They're just like the times that they actually think some, you know, they've done something worthy of an apology is different. Right. Yeah. It said women think they cause offense more often than mm-hmm. men do. So 
everything that you were saying, you know, just kind of the same thing where yeah, they'll apologize more because of that. Right. And, you know, and we have more empathy and we've been taught to be people pleasers, right? We've been taught to make sure that everyone around us is comfortable and we are sort of responsible for that. Um, and so all of those things go into the fact that we apologize more because we hold ourselves accountable, I think, for so much more, whether it's justified or not, than mm -hmm. men do. Right. But in the end, like you said, when in both parties thinking that they're wrong, they apologize about the same. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It's like 80 something percent. <laughs> yes. Yes. Same fucking study. <laughs> Again, I know this is not studied nearly enough like we don't have enough information mm -hmm. you know so of course we don't we don't know what we're doing because there's not even it's not given it's not given nearly enough weight in relationships as it should be mm -hmm. um and so you know i think that um as much as it seems simple like Apologies are so complex on so many levels because, again, you know, first of all, women now, there's been this whole movement about women should be apologizing less, right? We should be, because we walk around all day long, you know, uh, you know, I'm sorry this, I'm sorry that, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I, you know, whatever it is, I'm sorry I yeah. got the, your coffee wrong, the little I'm sorry apologies. I, right. you know, whatever. The little apologies and everything. So there's been this movement where it's like women should be apologizing less, right? We, we shouldn't be saying sorry so much. Um, and, you know, that, that, that if you apologize so much, it, it means that you have self-esteem issues or you're not confident enough and everything. Personally, I don't agree with that. Um, I apologize a lot. Like, not in the same way that it's, you know, a full, what a full apology looks like. Like, we're starting with, um, you know, I understand that I did this wrong and um, and now I need to figure out how to tell you that I'm remorseful for it and figure out what I need to do moving forward and do it moving forward. Not that kind of an apology, but the kind of apology that's like, you know, if someone is drops something and you know it gets whatever it gets ruined and I'm like oh I'm so sorry and they're like no it's not your fault I'm not apologizing because I think it's my fault mm -hmm. I'm apologizing because I genuinely am sorry that sucks I'm sorry that happened to you right it's an empathetic apology right yeah. and it's not that and I don't feel in those situations like I have low self-esteem or anything because I'm apologizing throughout the day right look if someone you know I have I I've spoken about this so much. I have so many friends who, you know, I probably text way too much. Like I want them in my world. I want them in my atmosphere. And I, I text them way too much. And sometimes they can't get back to me right away. And their first thing is, I'm so sorry that I couldn't get back to you. Well, of course you couldn't get back to me. First of all, I text you too fucking much. Second of all, you have a life and everything. But genuinely. Can you include me in that? What? That, you know texting too much and if I don't get back to you you understand and you're, no. I'm, I'm not sorry <laughs> <laughs> no but but what I'm saying is I say to them you know don't apologize I know I am a fucking pain in the ass and and they and I think that it's not that 
they genuinely are like, no, I'm really sorry. I know you've been like probably thinking maybe I'm upset with you or whatever. And like they apologize to me. I'm not looking that at that as like, oh, you know, they're not confident. They're not that like it's it's it shows empathy. It shows that you're a feeling human. Right. There's a weird another good example of that, too, is like there's this weird thing that we do as people as humans that we just over apologize for things that aren't our fault. But I guess it's, we're feeling the empathy in the situation. Like, have you ever, yes, you have, you know, when you're out to dinner and you order something, whatever, then the server comes, brings your food. It's the wrong thing. And what do you say? Oh, listen, Oh, I'm so sorry, but this is the wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, you brought Mm -hmm. the wrong, like, Mm you feel so guilty and bad in that mm-hmm. situation and you feel bad for the server. You yeah, feel bad yeah, for yeah. yourself. You feel bad for the people sitting there and you feel bad, like the whole thing and something so stupid as somebody brought you the wrong food and you're apologizing right, to but, them. But my reaction to that is I get that. I don't want them to feel bad. I do feel like I am sorry that I'm doing this to you. You're so busy and you have so many tables to go to and everything. Right. I genuinely am sorry. So in those situations, I am I'm not like, oh, I shouldn't be apologizing. It's not my fault. No, I have other things where I'm like, okay, there there is shit that I have been apologizing for that I shouldn't be. For mm-hmm. sure, you know, like with people in my life or places I've put myself in or those types of things where like I will no longer apologize for those things. Mm-hmm. But something like that, I'm sort of like, who cares? Like, who cares if we apologize too much? What does it show? It shows that we're empathetic. It shows that we're vulnerable. It shows that we're paying attention. And so that kind of stuff, I, you know, there's like this whole movement of stop saying sorry. And I do think there are certain places women need to be careful, right? In the workplace, you know, there are times I think that that we take responsibility for things that other people should also be taking responsibility for and they're not. And so we are putting ourselves in a position of taking the blame for something that really wasn't our fault and everything. So I do think there are certain circumstances, right, where we apologize and we shouldn't. But those kinds of situations, I'm sort of like, who the fuck cares? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Apologize as much. That doesn't make me – what makes me feel less secure, less confident and everything is like when I say yes to something that I meant to say no to or that I wanted to say no to. Those are the things I want to work on. Not saying I'm sorry, you know, Less. Yeah. 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 They call it saying sorry syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when you're just constantly, countless times a day, apologizing for things that are not your fault, you have nothing to do with, or you have right. those situations. Right. It's an actual like thing. Oh, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And that is something that we, but yeah. On the other end of it, is, is it a bad thing? Is it we're saying I'm sorry too much? for reasons that aren't necessary that it kind of minimizes when we truly do need to be sorry and say it, or we've heard it so many times from our partner, let's say for all the little things. And then it just becomes another apology. You know what I mean? Like, does it minimize the effect of an actual, I'm sorry? No, because I think I'm sorry that this happened or I'm sorry that this inconvenienced you or, you know, it's a different language. It's a different thing. Oh, my God. Right. A completely different animal. And even though you're saying the same thing, what's behind it is just too powerful to 
right. confuse the two. And it's like the word love, right? We use love for so many different things. You know, we use love to, you know, I tell my friends every day I love them. I tell my sister every day I love her. I tell our kids, you know, I tell you, like, I say I love a certain sandwich. I say I love, it's that same kind of thing where, like, it's a language. Man, it's, when you say you love a sandwich compared to the way you say you love me, I am jealous of that mm-hmm. sandwich. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, but, yes, it is that type of thing where it's the language. It's the it's. It's very limited. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that is why saying sorry and apologizing are not the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason, one of the reasons that apologizing is so important and how it's like, here's an example, right? Like, let's say you asked me to do the laundry and I said, okay, yeah, I'll take care of it. And I forget. And you say, did you do the laundry? And I say, no. End of conversation. I didn't apologize for not doing the laundry, right? So in my mind, maybe it was like, all right, I didn't do it. It'll get done. Not a big deal, right? Not thinking in your mind, it's like, well, look, now the kids have no clothes Mm -hmm. and I have X, Y, and Z to do Mm -hmm. and I have these things, you know, and on and on and on and on, which were not in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so the not apologizing for it escalates that situation that minimal, you know, a minimal situation like that, which can easily be fixed by saying, oh, sorry, I'll go do it right now mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we don't realize, we don't see your experience behind it of why it deserves an apology. Like mm-hmm. we don't get it until you go on and on and on for 20 minutes <laughs> until I understand, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what we've been going through. Like mm-hmm. always, you know, mm-hmm. that's just the way things are. So, but you know, in this circumstance, like in this instance, like I don't think that way. You explain it, I get it, and then you're exhausted, and then I apologize and take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like such a little thing, like oh, I didn't do the laundry, but without the apology, turns it into like I just invaded fucking Iraq. You know, like I just mm-hmm. like it, like to that level, like mm-hmm. I, like I just destroyed the world. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the so the apology component of it is so such an important thing, like such to the opposite extreme of, you know, like you said, you somebody drops something and you apologize because you felt bad for them. Mm-hmm. Saying the same thing in this situation, like, right. what a world of difference. Right. Uh, so many things, right? There's There are life-changing things that happen and break up relationships because, you know, like I said in the last episode, <clears throat> People say, I'm sorry, but then they go back to the same behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, who the fuck cares if you say, I'm sorry, if I am just then again saying, I'm sorry, a month later for the same shit. Right. Then that just shows that it was just a knee-jerk reaction to say you're sorry and you're trying to, you know, squash a problem like, and have it be, Okay, I said I'm sorry. I finished it. It's done. It's over. Rather than looking at it as okay, I said I'm sorry. Now I really need to fucking like walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us are conditioned to just okay, I admit it. I'm wrong, and I'm sorry. Like mm-hmm. over and over and over. Like that's our answer over and over again. You know, mm-hmm. until we don't realize, and when we do realize, well, okay. Just saying I'm sorry doesn't cut it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good first step. Like, you realized, are you, I mean, first of all, are you saying it for real? Like, do you realize, like, that you're wrong? 
and why you're saying you're sorry, but now what's the next step? Mm-hmm. You know, what, how do you, how do you recover from whatever it was that led you to say you're sorry? Of course. Yeah. So, cause I think a lot of us just go and say, oh shit, sorry. You know, like, oh, I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. You know, and then mm-hmm. it's over, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it looks like permission to now just resume life as, yeah, move as, it on. Yeah, as regular when the other person is like, no, no, no. Right. You feel like, I'm sorry. You've, you've, you've completed that. You've, you've, you've you know, jumped over that hurdle. You did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you accomplished something. No. You apologized. No, you, that should be the first step. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot. Mm, getting there. <laughs> yes. So I've already said how, you know, we're both very stubborn, defensive, and don't like to apologize and all those things. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and it's been a struggle for both of us, I think. Do you think we've, progressed or grown in being able to apologize you can do it separately you don't have to say you can say me or you or um okay so i'm gonna backtrack a little bit to the fact that like obviously we've been going through shit right Mm. we've been going through shit and it's been really really hard to penetrate this like wall that seemed to be up with you um not really understanding what i need saying you understood what i need Right. Um, so I, I'm not I mean, I'm not specifically talking about apologies. But again, to me, apologies and vulnerability are very, very like enmeshed. Like, yeah, of course, you it, changing behavior and showing that you see someone to me, I would take that over hearing. I'm sorry. Any day. Look, of course, I would love to hear both. You know what I mean? I would love to have the full package. But to me, because recently I've heard sorry a lot and nothing has changed, I am of the point of like, I don't know, sorry's a word. And they do say when you're apologizing, you should use that word. You don't use I regret that or you know, I made a mistake or you actually should say the words, I'm sorry, that that holds weight, maybe just culturally and linguistically mm-hmm. and how we've, you know, developed Yeah, I think when you that. actually hear so- the word Correct. sorry, it does something for you. So another thing that I want to bring up, and I'll tell a few stories which are sort of like, not in lieu of I'm sorry, but that have been very, very impactful for me recently. But first of all, I think that... Um, look we talked a lot about this actually during the workshop in that it's a shame that the societal like messages to men about manliness and everything are you look weak if you are vulnerable you look weak if you say you're sorry you look weak if all of these things that I think not any fault of your own, just society has, you know, like just fucking like pummeled you with. Uh, It's just so interesting because I think to so many of us, so many females, if you are looking for a female partner or you want, you know, to get laid by a female, whatever it is, we are internal ideas of sexiness and manliness and all of that stuff are the opposite of what you've been taught. So like for, you know, when men are like, yeah, I got to be strong and I got to like, you know, not 
back down and I got to not show that I'm vulnerable and this and that. And we're sort of like, oh, my God, that's such a fucking turn off. But yet when you guys do things like apologize or show that, you know, we um, we've gotten through to you or that you see us and value us in a way, you know, that maybe like you're taught not to because then you look weak and you look pathetic and this and that. And we're like, holy shit, like that is the sexiest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Okay. How? I don't remember ever being taught like I'm weak if I apologize or I'm weak. You know what I mean? Like You don't have to directly be told. Okay. Just like we weren't directly told as girls, you need to make sure everyone around you is happy. It's socialization. Don't, right. Don't, I mean, I th- don't you think that's changing? I, I don't think it's... Are, are little girls still taught you're supposed to take care of everybody? And you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's changing. Well, I, I mean, for the better. I think it's going to take generations to change uh, that. Okay. Yeah. We're, but, you know, we're not where we were 50 years ago. You know, let's, you know, I, I, I think we're on the right track. I think things are changing for the better. Well, again, I, I will go back to the fact that, like, so we talk a lot last night, you know, in the last three nights of our workshop about like the myth versus reality, right? So a lot of us, you know, a lot of men especially live in the land of the myth, the myth that you grew up with, um, you know, uh, that all you have to do during sex is like, you know, do what you think you're supposed to do and touch a girl down there and all this stuff and like you just know sex is just natural to you and you should just do what you want and that's just who you are as a man or whatever the fucking reality is lovers are made not i mean are you know made not born again well like we said not your fault these are all messages that you guys get and throughout your life there's no bridge to that reality right like we had we did this sex talk demons episode and you know i asked you some questions about like how long does it take to orgasm? How long does it take to this? How long does it take to that? And you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And again, I was sort of like, of course you don't know because there is no bridge. Sex ed is terrible. Nobody's telling you otherwise. How should you know? Right? It, unless you do research it and, you know, you do really, really hone in on your partner's needs and everything. And the problem is, is that the messages that you guys get when you're younger because you're also taught like oh we just know how to do it you know, same fucking reason men won't ask directions when you're locked well now there's gps so you don't need to but you know that whole <laughs> joke about men don't ask directions it's because you're like no 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 i can figure it out on my own right mm-hmm. and it gets you nowhere because you can't figure it out on your own because like there's just some stuff that first of all well but in that example you have a map you take it out, you draw the lines on the map, you know where you are, you know where you're going, you figure it out. There should be a female map for uh, us. There <laughs> is a fucking female map all over the goddamn internet. <laughs> and in to, books. We should be able and to take it out while we're in bed, Odin fold the map, draw some lines and figure everything out and know where we're going and what we're doing. But that won't even help you. <laughs> because if you're no, but 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 I'm but but it's true because every woman is different. Right. Of course. Yeah. So so the the point I'm making is that, you know, the myth is, oh, I just know. Right. The myth is maybe like, oh, I did this on one girl and she loved it. So I'm going to do it on this girl and she's going to love it. Like, Mm -hmm. and again, I'm not blaming anyone. Right. 
100%. I get that now. The only thing I blame you for is for not then once you're with someone realizing, oh, shit, maybe she's giving me signals that she needs more. And so I need to step up and, you know, and figure out how to give her that. Okay. I think it needs to be a little bit more like, like you said, it's not our fault. We're never taught. We're never told. We're never anything. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't know. Right. So there's signals aren't going to help. Right. So like with you and I, we're, we communicate about this stuff. You communicate. Okay, fine. And when I first did it, it was hell. Okay. And after, so signals don't work. I don't, and, and I don't think they will. I don't think that's fair either, but I think if if we don't know and you say to us this is what i need or this is what i like and then we still act the same way that's a problem right mm-hmm. but we need listen i mean if we were never told we need to be told you need to be told but the reaction to telling you is huge Cor- uh, correct right that's where the that's where the issue is that's right that's where the issue if, is if, but like you said if if Nobody ever said anything to us, and I was with a, a girl, and I it seemed like everything was going well, and she enjoyed everything, so we used that technique, and we break up with her, and we're with another girl, and we use the same thing. Like, we don't know that you're different, right? So if, if it has to be kind of said for the first time, at least, hey, listen, we're not all the same. This is what I like. Now, how do you react to that? That's that's the step to move forward, mm-hmm. right? We So s- signals aren't fair. Those aren't going to help. Like you said, we were never told. We need to be told. I mean, right, it, but that's you also fair. need the basic <clears throat> scientific information and you need to do some research. Like your reaction to me when I said you should be researching this is that sounds exhausting. Well, yeah, okay. Well, the other side of that is constantly having to tell you guys and then deal with the fact that you think we're being you know we're blaming you or we're saying whatever that's exhausting too Mm -hmm. and so you know some of it could be like you know look we have two sons and a daughter like i don't i don't want them to ever be like uh well this is what i do and you know and and she's gonna probably like it or whatever and i want them to know that there's it takes work just like anything else you know it takes work but but what i was about to say was as women and men we both live in the land of the myth because the false messages we've gotten the the myths we've heard have are so strong in our minds and everything and once you get older it's not like you're given another opportunity to relearn that it's there aren't unless you're proactively going to learn it right unless you're proactively seeking out spaces where oh i think that this is a really great opportunity to learn what i didn't learn before if you're not seeking that out you're not getting it so you're always living in the land of the myth unless you listen to someone who helps you to bridge that gap but getting that gap, you know, bridging that gap is a lot of work. And some people are willing to do it, to do it some aren't. The payoff of bridging that gap is huge, right? Mm-hmm. As we've both realized, you know, in the past, I don't know, six months even with sex and everything. Like when we bridge that gap, 
the results are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the problem is, is that people are, we're so scared to bridge that gap. We're so scared of what's going to happen in the meantime that we just allow our partners and ourselves to live in the land of the myth. But that helps no one. Yeah. I mean, like my first initial reaction to that, what first initial reaction? My initial reaction to that was of my defense and my guard went up and my mm-hmm. ego was blocked and like all those things, mm-hmm. right? Until you have to break it down and just be like, oh, wait a minute. Like if she's just telling me what she wants, which is going to make everything better for both of us, mm-hmm. makes sense. Like mm-hmm. now I know, like like it takes mm-hmm. it takes a little time, takes mm-hmm. a little uh, you know, got to tear down some walls and, you know, feel a little vulnerable, like mm-hmm. you were saying, and, you know, go with it. Like, it makes sense. I get, like, now, <laughs> you know. Right. But it would be also awesome if you guys had the, you know, the motivation to go and just even foundationally, like, I don't know, where is the clitoris? Is it really, like, where I've thought it is? Where is the – and I'm not saying, I mean – Whatever I need now, you know that, and that is an obvious thing. Well, again, I I think this came up in that episode too. Was you know, like you said before about sending signals, and we should know, and all those things, and women fake orgasms, and like, if we don't know, we think everything's okay. We think things are going good. You know, mm-hmm. like why we just had sex, and you or you know, quote orgasmed. Why am I going around research how to make her feel good? You know what I mean? Like, so those things are kind of a detriment to, mm. no? I mean, how how should we know? Like, what what are the signals that we should, like, I don't think we can touch on signals. Like, I, I don't okay. think it works for us. I'm going to give an example. So I just did this workshop, the Beyond Permission workshop, right? And it was all women. It was what we talked about and what we delved into and everything. I learned so much even, right? Even though I was the one of the ones who was, you know, running the sessions and everything, I learned a lot. And we really put ourselves out there. We talked about communication. We talked about sex. We talked about all of these things. And one of the things I said was, we need more spaces like this for women. But what I also said was, is there, are there any of you who wish that your husband had a space like this, right? Where he could kind of separate the myth from reality and know all of the stuff and and figure out why there's this body positivity movement and why there's, you know, this movement to, um, you know, embrace the idea that sex gets better with age and all of this stuff. And every single, every single person in the workshop was like, Fuck yeah. I had that thought this morning, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to get some dudes. Right. Do something like this, a place that is just a safe space for us to be vulnerable and talk about things. And- well, with some what? fucking research-backed information. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're guys. We're going to- No, you know- <laughs> no, no. Look, and we did that, too. Look- we did plenty of talking about our favorite romance man's novels and what what's what you know what turns us on. We did all of that, no, like but even- girl talk. No, but I think, I think what we need is- to let each other know, like we—I forgot what episode it was. When um, was it the body positivity one where I was explaining my side of the situation, how I feel about me, and yes. how I feel about my yeah, and 
I never said you that mean before. that you said like I'm not even worrying about you. I'm so worried about what my body looks like. What? What I say? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying how re- how do you really view my body in bed? Okay. And you said I'm not even like thinking about that. I'm so worried about my own body. Uh, did I say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, look, it's it's a thing that I have just. I'll say it again, like people who are overweight and self-conscious and worrying about, like, I'm the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all that stuff. I already said it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've, you've never shown any um, discomfort or not being attracted to me mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. And I wonder if there's other guys who have other things that maybe are in the same situation and are holding them back like it was holding me back. Of course. But that's, but that's my point. Like it's we like, but they probably never said it. They probably never internalized it. They probably never like I have because I have this podcast. Of we course. have this medium. I Hello, that's exactly why I did this fucking hell <laughs> workshop. But no, but that's what I was saying. Like this morning after you did yours, I was thinking in my head, like, like this would be a great thing for you know for some guys to get together and do. Absolutely. The, the, here is the, the problem. And I had, and it, it, look, it was a problem with getting women to do it anyway. So it's going to be an even bigger problem to get men to do it is that there isn't a value placed on having these spaces yet. Right. Like that a man's going to be like, I don't need this. Just like you probably would have been a couple no, years ago. Call it something else. <laughs> Dudes and whiskey. Well, I'm not and saying you should together. call it beyond permission, <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that, it's still so stigmatized. Look, uh, every single woman in that workshop was like, I would do anything for my husband, you know, my partner to do something like this, right? Um, those who were in heterosexual, you know, long-term relationships. And and I think that that is the whole problem with, like, there's such a disservice of what you guys think looks manly, what you think looks strong, Versus what we think look manly and strong. And I'm going to give you a few examples. Mm-hmm. Right. And and this goes back to apology because. I was hoping we were getting back to apology. Well, it's all kind of intertwined. But it goes back to apology because. You've said sorry to me many, many times. Right. Like well, recently. Before that, maybe not. Recently, you said I'm sorry. And and it's so frustrating because I'm like, oh, my God, he finally hears me. And then the same things happen. But recently. There was a night where we were driving together alone in the car and the night before, I don't know what time it was in the middle of the night, you like rolled over and just like we you just had sex with me really fast and then like went back to bed. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. I said to you in the car the next day, I handed you a gift on a fucking silver platter and said, oh, what was that last night? Like, you know, we don't, there's not a lot. We're so both so exhausted that like, we don't often have sex, like waking up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's either during the day or the night or like, we're usually awake when it starts. So I wanted to know like, Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. And like, I'm like, I'm handing him a fucking gift on a silver plate. Like what his response is going to be so amazing. And I'm going to feel so good about myself. See, That's your own fault right there. You should not expect that. Okay. Well, but, but, (laughs) but no. So I said to you, so you said to me, Oh man, I just needed a release. That's not what I said. That is word 
for word <laughs> what you said. And if Elon Musk is any kind of a uh, fucking like genius that he says he is, then I can go back and like there's a recorded tape of it in your car or something. But you said, <laughs> I just thing. needed a release. And in the moment, which I would never would have done. That's not all I said. What else did you say? I needed you. To no, you fucking I didn't. Said. You could have said anything, like literally anything better than that. But here's the difference. Usually in the past, I would have been super angry at that, right? Like I would have been like, what the fuck? Like, really? And I probably would have harbored it for a bunch of days. And then I would have like told you about it five days later. And you would have been like, what did I say? Right. And it would have gotten into a, <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say that. <laughs> Just like this. I immediately said to you, okay, can we back up? I remember. Yeah. Here's what you should have said. No, oh. no. I said, do you think you can say that again? Like, because I know that's not really what it was, right? Because you could have gone in the other room and like had a release by yourself or in the bed right. with me and had a release by yourself. You didn't. You chose me. <laughs> so can you please think about that in your head again and mm -hmm. say it again? And then, you know, in that moment, yes, that was great. But also, here's the other part. Last night, we had we were, we had sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, keep going. Why are you laughing? I don't know. It just that just came out funny. We didn't have sex. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. Okay, so last night a few things happened, and again, you have apologized to me many, many times. This all is to me. Not that I don't want you to like also be like, I'm sorry, but this to me is so much better and greater. And like, I don't give a fuck if you ever say you're sorry if you do these things. Continue to do these things. Last night, two things. Oh, wait, happened. I did something good? Is that what you're You did going? a few really good things last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we've been sort of walking on eggshells with each other mm -hmm. recently, right? And I've been trying to be very strong and not have sex with you. So last night, we had sex. And after I have been recently, I'm, I don't know if this is getting to be too long a story, but recently I have been an emotional mess. Would you agree? <laughs> I was trying not to interrupt you, but yes. I have been were, an emotional mess. I Between what we've been going through recently, like the past couple months and planning the workshop and like how much work that has been and also like how much passion I have for what I was doing and not knowing how it would go or, you know, all those things, doing something new and, you know, whatever. Our kids always have their struggles, whatever it is. Like I was a puddle. Yep. A lot going on. A lot going on. So last night I was fucking exhausted. It was the last night of the workshop, but it ended and I was like a number one emotional that it ended because I really did love doing it so much and it went so great. But also I was fucking exhausted. So we had sex and during it even you said to me at one point, like, do you want me to do anything else or whatever? And I was like, I just don't want to have to move. Right. Which I never said. Like, I'm usually pretty involved. Mm -hmm. You were very gentle. You like took over. You did everything. But yet I also needed like that release. Right. With you. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that, when it was over, you held me for like a really long time. Mm -hmm. We fell asleep together we, like that. Well, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like up, but I didn't want to leave the situation <laughs> because I was loving the situation. And I was like crying when you were holding me. Really? Yes, because I felt seen in a way I haven't in so long. I'm going to cry. 
because number one, I'm so tired. Wait, just because I held you? Yeah. When was the last time after that you've held me for more than like four seconds? Right. Right. Yeah. And you held me for a really long time. Granted, probably it was because you were sleeping. <laughs> no, but I did it because. Yes, I knew. I yeah. knew. And we've also been feeling really disconnected. Yes. But you held me for a really, really long time. And it was, to me, that was, I see you. I know what you need. I know what you've been through. I value what you've been through. And I want you to feel like I've got you. Mm-hmm. And it felt really good. I re- honestly, it... That was my intent. That yes. was my thought process. That was all I things. will take that over an apology every single time because okay. it, you actually showed up. I'm not saying don't apologize also, oh, damn. but I'm just saying. I it was just sex instead of I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying like you showed up in a way that all the times you've apologized, you haven't showed up. On top of that, you said to me during that, which was a, which was a great follow-up to what happened in the car. You said to me, I didn't know if you were ready to have sex because we haven't had sex in like a week, which to some people doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot for us. Well, I mean, it wasn't up until sort of recently. Like we weren't having sex multiple times a week for a long time. Yeah, I think we've gone in phases, but yes, this was like another phase of that. And so you also said to me, I didn't know if you were going to be okay with it, but I had to try because I just needed you. Damn right. And to me, that was like, he gets it. Mm -hmm. He got it. And so, again, apology, not an apology, but way better. Yeah. It was an I see you. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. It really was. And to me, like, that's amazing. You were making yourself vulnerable. You were showing that you want to show up in a way you haven't before. You were showing that, like, yes, we have, you know, a lot of intimacy during sex and everything. But usually I'm the one after sex who's like, I still need you. You know, like, I still want to touch you and I still want to, like, be naked with you and all that stuff. And you you took on that role this time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was very, very grateful. Oh, good. And it meant a lot. So where I'm going with this is, and I know I've been talking for a really long time. That's okay. But I think no, this it, is this is good. Keep <laughs> keep it going. No, but I do think it's good because I do think that there is this idea that an apology is like the ultimate, right? But yet, the ultimate is really fixing things right showing why you're apologizing yeah or yeah, yeah or showing that you for. understand yeah. right and you want it to be better so anyway i very much felt like okay he sees me in a way that he hasn't seen me maybe ever or in a very long time and again we have gone through a lot recently but the two of us and i it was just a really really wonderful thing and so you were also showing me that, you know, that you were valuing my needs over what you think my needs should be. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I understand. So all of those things are like apologies 
are great in a certain way. And I, I think that knowing how to do an apology well is so meaningful. But I also think that the most important part or even what supersedes that is I see you, I value you, I know what you're going through, I want to protect you and be there for you and, you know, and I am willing to put myself in a position that I was never willing to before to do that. Can we end it right there? That was the perfect way to... Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) I know I have a lot of other stuff, but I feel like we're going yeah. wrong. I mean, if it's, do you think it's necessary? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I liked leaving on the uh, high note of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, a, and a Harvard Business School and Wharton School of University of Pennsylvania Joint Study um, did, you know, well, they did a study where um, they wanted to see if it was, you know, if apologizing too much is wrong is hurtful is whatever and what they basically found was there's really no apology researcher who's ever going to tell you that apologizing is bad there's just no evidence that zero apology is ever better than over apologizing or you know that like if you can never say you're sorry and i'm not again i'm not talking about someone you know whatever stepped on your foot or you know or you stepped on their foot or whatever um, you mean just the big apologies? Not you're not talking about the little ones. Yeah, right? no, the big one. Like it, it, it shows something at least, right? It shows you're showing up. But also, an empty apology is just even probably more infuriating than yeah, anything. Of course, because it's literally like they're just trying to be done with it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, do you think there's anyone in the world waiting out there for an apology from you? Besides me? <laughs> no, I've given you my apologies. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, do you think there's anybody? Uh, well, so here's here's the thing with I when we were going back to childhood, right? So, um, yeah, you know, my so my dad passed away what eight years ago? 2015. Yeah, mm-hmm. so nine years ago, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't go to his grave for like four years or five years, longer, mm-hmm. right? Um, cause I knew there was a lot of apologizing that needed to be done both on my part and on his part. Mm. So I, I finally, after so many years went to the gravesite and like said all my apologies, all those things. And I told you this, didn't I? Sort of. <laughs> and I told him all the things I wanted apologies for. Mm. Right. So I didn't, you know, in reality, I didn't get them, but I kind of did. Like, I I, I put it out in the universe mm-hmm. of what I needed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, for, that's my biggest, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what I, I feel like I wish now I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very vulnerable of you. See? Yeah. I am very vulnerable. No, that's eternal. I'm telling you, <laughs> men... What you have been taught about vulnerability is all bullshit. Please just fucking show up vulnerably how it feels right. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And do you, and are, I guess there are people you're still waiting for like an apology for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aren't we all? 
Mm, probably. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I was going to do like a whole thing again. I think I talked about this last time too, about like apologies from famous people and were they good apologies or bad apologies, but I don't think we need to do that. Okay. <laughs> Do, do I need to put out there like what what research what researchers say is the best kind of apology? If you'd like, what's the best kind of apology? Yeah, like what are the steps that they say you should actually go through um, when making an apology? Should I do that or no? Yeah. Okay. okay. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. You did the research. You no, did no, the no. work. No, I'm good. I'll, was... I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Put it on Instagram. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Date night questions, mm-hmm. please. That I mean, they are by far the best Valentine's Day gift. Even if you already have them, it's an amazing gift for other people, for engaged couples. Um, or, you know, people are going on a honeymoon or whatever it is. Any romantic situation, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, have these fucking conversations. Right. For sure. Um, and do we have anything else? I guess that's it for yeah, now. Yeah, for right now, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's it for now. Just, uh, and it's M&M Pod. Wait, what is the promo code? I think it's M&M Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah M&M Podcast. Works. Yeah. Um, and the Beyond Permission to, if you're listening right now and you were there, um, my God, I was one of the best experience. Like the actual being there was one of the best experiences ever. We're going to do it again probably in the spring. And I hope many more of you will join. It was, first of all, we laughed like little girls. You heard us, mm-hmm. I think, in the other room. Um, and we learned a lot. And we talked about stuff that I think, besides me, who has the podcast, and Leah, who is a sex and intimacy coach, Women had, they literally said, I have never been able to talk about this before. Awesome. It was awesome. So anyway, that will probably be in the spring. In the meantime, uh, we're going to have some a la carte sessions um, in the next few weeks where you can come for like 45 minutes or whatever. And we're going to do, you know, a few different things. And you can check our website for that. So, yeah. Yeah. And look. Guys, hit me up if you're interested in doing something. I mean, I, I don't have wives. to put together first. You know, if I see some interest, we'll make it happen. You know? it would. Be, I think that would be so fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and men don't have those resources either. I could be it. Can you imagine my knowledge and experience <laughs> and expertise? No, you'd be really good at running that. Putting it out there to all the guys out there? No, you'd be really good at running that. And that's why I felt like I could do it too. I was like, you know what? I'm fun. I'm funny. I'm cool. You know, just keep your mouth shut. Okay. Like, I, I'm knowledgeable. I have the experience. I've talk, spoken to experts. I'm real. I'm more honest than most people. I got to fucking do this. And I think you would be really good at that too. All right. Okay. Let me know. Not you, but No, but people. wives even could be like, fuck yeah, I'd sign my husband up for that. <laughs> I don't want like some guys coming up, be like, my, my wife ain't become No, <laughs> no. You would be like, hey guys, let me tell you, you're about to have a lot more sex. Yeah. And that's what it is, right? Like, that's what I want guys to realize. Like, you will be having so... Like, you want to get laid? Forget everything you've learned in I'm the gonna past. I'm going to call it... Look, dudes, you want anal or what? We <laughs> talked about our anal story. I know you did. In depth. <laughs> I in heard, depth. I heard the whole thing. I've Oh, you did? Yeah. I have never told the anal story in that much detail before in my entire <laughs> life. So, yeah, you still need to apologize for that. 
Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great week. We will be back next week. And thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.